Hi, I'm Shell Gebzy-Corns from Eternal Being. Um, we're welcome to Shelley Dar here, our clinical hypnotherapist within our clinic for the 21st Central Healing Podcast. Welcome, Shelley. So today, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about children, aren't we? Yes. So where do you want to start? Because there's quite a lot, isn't it? What have you been seeing in the clinic that's been coming in? What have you seen that there's been the, the highlight of referrals coming into you? The main problem at the moment with children, um, and quite young children as well, yeah. from about, I'd say, I'd see from about the age of eight, personally, um, a lot of anxiety and stress um, across a wide range of subjects. So not just things, pressure of exams, even the little ones are having um, their tests. Um, they may have had a lot of time off during lockdown, so they don't feel they're up to speed, but the pressure is still there. Um, there's bullying, um, the social anxiety, the sporting prowess as children have been locked in, they've not been able to yeah. go out and play, getting injured because then they're going out and doing a little bit too much. Um, and just the little friendship groups, not being in place or not fitting quite in. Um, and having been online for such a long time, they've got these other ideas and role models now um, yeah. of where they think they need to fit in. And it's untying that gently, very gently with children. It's such a delicate process as they are so delicate. Um, and as they're getting older, picking up information from the children, other children at school, that they've picked up from the home. Um, you know, so it's very difficult at the moment, very emotional. How, how do parents find the right therapist? for their child or children because yes. it can be you know sibling rivalry as well different yes. ages in a family like i've you know we've seen within the clinic haven't we you yes. know yes siblings of two to three year age difference but there's problems yes. with both oh for sure yes and there's just within the siblings and the different age groups you know if there's yeah. an older child or a middle or just a single child it has such an impact and they go through their development stages, they can't quite understand what they're feeling and why, yeah. but they feel some sort of at odds with themselves, but their their brains aren't able to comprehend what the feelings are telling them. So it might be acted out in different types of behaviour um, that they've seen on TV or school or friends' behaviour. Um, but finding a therapist, luckily there is information out there, a lot of information, almost too much yeah i agree with that and it can be really confusing super confusing so you have to um almost whittle out some of the sites that don't look quite authentic mm. which sounds um difficult to describe but you get a, a feel for a site whether it's been professionally written photographs is that are there reviews do they link to other people mm. But the first port of call, if you want to look for a decent therapist, is you can look on the NHS website um, and they have guidelines for most types of therapies. So while I'm qualified in hypnotherapy, I have studied in counselling as well, as well as, as well as other techniques within therapy. But most therapists will align themselves on a particular register. They will then highlight you to a website that gives you registered to their level therapists of all different types, whether it's complementary therapy, holistic, something a bit more detailed, but they have a huge register 
So um, if you use that as your main portal, that's a great start. And, and the other one to add there is the Comprehension Medical Association as well to yes. find as well. You'll find fantastic yes. practitioners and therapists there as well. And like you said, for me personally as a parent myself, and your daughter's older now, but you know, she doesn't, she's too glamorous to be a grandma, but <laughs> she's got two grandchildren. Yes. Um, but but that, the, the stress of that as well, you yes. know, their yes. age groups and so yes. on, and what you've gone through with, with, with your grandsons and so on. But yes. um, it's to look at reviews as well. Reviews. I think you make a massive difference and call them. Yes, yeah. Reviews, uh, recommendations are always the number one way of finding people. People are always asking me, that's why we work great together, mm. working out. And if it's not us two, we know other people yeah. within the fields as well. But the registers tell you that this person is qualified to a certain level. They set the levels which are high. You have to be not just qualified, you have to be insured. Yes. And you have to belong to the registers. And also, particularly with children, have your DBS clearance, which is the police check to ensure that you're um, clear of any yeah. convictions. Um, so these are standards that you can look out for as a, as a very high benchmark mm. and they'll work beyond that. And often you look at profiles, you look at the photo, you look at their specialisms and you get an idea and a feel. And sometimes you might need to speak to two or three. Sometimes you send an email, you don't get a response. It does happen out of accident, you know, glitches happen in the system. But you can phone or text, see if they're on social media, see if they're interactive, see how um, the clients are, any responses mm -hmm. online. So you want to see a big picture um, available to you and make the contact. Be never afraid of making contact and finding out. And I always find personally speaking to the client, obviously it's the parent, they're searching for the child. Is there a connection? Is there a rapport? Without that, there isn't going to be much therapy working because you're essentially working with the child through the parent and it, everybody has to feel comfortable. And the parent has to be welcome in the therapy as well. It needs to flow. It needs to be a nice, gentle flow. Yeah. The child needs to be made feel welcome. They don't want to feel that they're on the spot, they've done something wrong, they're coming to see someone. Personally, I take a very relaxed approach with children. A shorter session. They do need quite a number of uh, sessions before they're even comfortable with you to talk about anything. Yeah, totally. Um, so as long as you make the parent aware of this and they're happy, then something can flow. And the great thing is children can be respo so responsive so quickly because they're excited. Yeah. And the little sponge absorbs it, they get motivated, they clear away the cobwebs, they clear any confusion, and they get a nice bit of direction, including the parent. It's not me doing anything with them, it's a cooperation. We do storytelling, we play. And if I'm doing therapy, if I do do hypnosis with the child, I tend to do it together, so I do it with them, so I'm not doing the talking, I'll use something pre-recorded. So I do it with them, so we're on this journey together. So they feel comfort, yeah. they're not going to achieve anything if they're feeling anxious in the therapeutic state. So I it's, feel... I think it's such a valuable tool and I wish it was actually incorporated in the, the school curriculum. Yes. It could change so much, yeah. it really could, Yeah, for children to realise that that there is something for them um, and especially with the times that we've had over the years as you said you know regards to the lockdowns and so on the kids 
don't know if they're coming or going. One minute things are closed down, one minute everything's opened up, mm-hmm. one minute they're not wearing masks anymore. Mm. The confusion of it all yeah. is, yeah, it's, 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 it's massive. And then the anxiety and stuff that some children have with just that in itself. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you've seen children still walking to school with masks on. Yeah, yeah. You know, walking down the street in the open air, and you think, well, that's their choice, but what has triggered that choice? Uh, Will they feel so afraid now to not have it? And even incorporating it, my boys were incorporating it, we're doing play, and uh, we're playing like the shops, and they're like, oh, you haven't got your mask on. You know, like it's a general thing now. You yeah, think, oh yeah. gosh, but yeah. they will forget it too as we move forward. But then there's other things that take its place, like the current news and situation. What do you think is in school and at home that could possibly help parents to reach out to as well? Is there anything that's available? Within the home, it's always um, practice what you preach. Yeah. So if it's an anxious household, you can't scream at your child to calm down, finish the dinner, do your homework, whilst you're sitting there watching TV with a plate of chips. On your, yeah, yeah. And on your phone. And on your phone, exactly. You have to practice what you preach. Children won't do what you tell them. They will do what they see, which they pick up even before they're able to speak or toddle around. Um, they will remember how they feel, not what you tell them, and remember how you've made them felt. It's always the emotion. Uh, always. The emotion gets locked in, yeah. like your DNA code, and it gets banked every second, every minute, every day. Months and years go by, then you have an adult who's perhaps insecure, lack of confidence, boisterous, aggressive, because it's habits and behaviours mm. from the house. So as parents, of course we want to parent lovingly, efficiently, but you want them to be productive, you want them to be sociable, you want them to be clever, you know, held in high esteem and confident. Um, but there's a balance. And parents are under their own pressures because if the child doesn't live up to their expectations, they see it as a personal lack of conviction that they've given the child. They see it as a personal insult against I, everybody I else. Find that- you know what you just said there is, is spot on, mm. really spot on. After I finished filming yesterday and mm. I got a business meeting and I was mm. talking to this amazing person, exciting times ahead, but their son had walked in yeah. after school yeah. and he said, he went, oh, you know, he's just passed his thing, but I have to do this and he needs to be a dentist or a doctor. And That's it. And I just, and I went, right, stop. Yes. And this is my first meeting with this yes. person. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, can I just say something to you? I know that we're having a business meeting and, that, and it's amazing that you, you, you've done and, and, and we really got on really, really well. And he went, I really hear you actually. Mm. I said, he's his own person. Yeah. And if you force a child to go down a career path, are they actually going with their dreams, admirations, you know, let, all my three children are all completely different. Some similarities, but they are all completely different. Forcing children to go down certain routes because that is what has been done in your family. Mm. Come yeah. on, yeah. come on. What are they passionate about? Do you understand that you need to get you know homeworks and you yes. need to be assertive in some yes. ways? But yes. it was, and it really made him think. That's great. Yeah, no, that's good because parents pushy parenting 
is very difficult to balance. If the parents are successful, obviously they want the child to follow in the same footsteps. And they spoil them. They spoil them. They have all the By the looks. Yeah, by the love. And sometimes it works. The child can mm. still be very capable and appreciative and have gratitude. And equally, as we know from examples in media and friends, I'm sure we know, it doesn't. The child becomes lazy, thinks everything comes for free and they have no consideration for others. Um, you know, I see people that are very successful, um, you know, grown people, you know, in their 30s and 40s or whatever age. And they've met the expectations but extremely unhappy. Yeah, totally. Really unhappy. Stuck in this job, desperate for a word of positivity from their parents, even as grown adults. Yeah. And they're not quite getting it. For example, someone was saying, she didn't make a doctor, but she's very successful with her own business in other ways. And they still can't get over the fact that she's not a doctor. Yeah. And that connection then for the older child. Yeah. Same as the younger child as well. Yes. They're wanting to find love and mm. happiness mm. and acceptance, acceptance from their family. Yeah. Um, I find it fascinating. Yes. And, and people go into older life, as we discussed, with all these issues and problems. And they keep achieving, achieving, achieving. But under, when they get the achievement, it's another one. It's another one and another one. And they can't be still. No, they can't be happy. And they're always looking for that recognition. Yeah. Just be recognised. Just be heard. Yeah. And older generations, you know, perhaps aren't as up to date as younger people are, but it's still plenty goes on in younger mm. people. You know, the fat shaming, for instance, is a huge one in families. Yeah. Um, in all sorts of uh, backgrounds. I've seen that in the clinic as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, and it's just constant. And you'd think nowadays... People don't talk like that, but mm. they really do. They do. And they think it's funny. And they will give that child an eating disorder. They give yep. the adult an eating disorder. We see it in the clinic, don't yeah. we? Yeah. How many do we get? Yeah. Um, and people think coming along for hypnosis, even children, it's a very tricky subject doing eating habits with children because you don't want to give them any boundaries or make them feel in this obsession. But if a child refuses to eat certain types of food or doesn't eat food, has fear of food, different types of food, everything is driven by anxiety. There's something driving it and it's something about having control over themselves in some way that their little minds can't even comprehend at the moment. And it's such a shame for them. They shouldn't have this worry on. They should be out enjoying themselves, having fun, bit of homework, safe and secure at home. The more we can do as parents to teach them this, living by example, yeah. having no phones at the dinner table, for instance, yeah. um, talking, asking about the day. Limited sharing, time as well. Yeah, sharing information. In school, what do you think is in, what, what is in school and what do you think should be in school for, for children? Um, I mean, I'd love for us to be able to go in, you know, yeah. I do the meditation and... Um, dance and yoga to give back to schools but yes. then at the moment because of all what's happened in the past that's all been no we're not yes. doing any of that at yes. the minute yeah you know it's difficult I think schools um I'm not an expert in working in schools but from what I can see from my little ones and parents that I speak to they do promote well-being and being kind and having good practice and working with each other 
there's lots of very um, motivational information upon the school walls from what I can see. They do lots of activities encouraging, you know, social behaviours. Um, but whether is that enough? Yeah. So I also know the flip side of incidences taking place, but nothing really happening because whether they're ill-equipped, they don't have the resources, or they don't want to bring it to the attention of everyone for fear of a bad name. So I think that's where it falls down. An embarrassment as well. The embarrassment of it. So I think people are now reaching out for private therapy. Yeah. Because whilst there may be a counsellor at school, which is brilliant, the, the counsellor and the fear of it getting spread around and being on their record. The system. The system. I don't know where that goes. Um, you know, the schools knowing their policies. But reaching out to private therapists is where the information can remain confidential out of the school system and out of the family home and accessing help. We all do it now. Things are made to be easier for yeah. us. We access people to help us out in their home, um, you know, personal trainers, for instance, or somebody helping with the shopping, you know, getting delivery. All of these things are helpful in some way. And accessing someone to help the family is another avenue that they can do. What do you think of the internet? It's great. <laughs> With regards to children and, and so on, safeguarding, yeah. regards to, I find it quite. It's intimidating. Mind, yeah, mind blowing. It's intimidating. And as parents, you know, I think I'm up to date with online things, but nothing in the realms of what they are up to. Um, you know, children are very ambidextrous with their fingers and thumbs using screens. You know, game consoles, all the apps, what they can do from devices, iPads, PCs, all these messaging systems. You don't need to share numbers anymore. You don't need a telephone number. You can just, I think, just tap phones and you can share a TikTok or a Snapchat yeah, profile. Yeah, yeah. So lots of predatory people out there. Yeah. Lots of hidden messages out there that you do not want your child to pick up on. And they can be subliminal, subliminal, um, they can just tap into the subconscious that they're not quite sure of. Maybe it's a little word or it's an action or it's a look. These things have power. Yeah, hugely. These pictures tell a thousand words and they're looking at these pictures and their brains are going through it like a very fast camera system, taking on board. Not quite sure, but when I'm in a certain situation, I'll do that. So it might be your, you know, your daughter looking at you in a funny way mm. or maybe dressing in a certain way or your boy, you know, your little boy answering you back. Not done that before. Where's this come from? So again, I think there's parental controls that you can have, time limits on screen, having your internet system at home screened or blocking adult content. Yeah, that's what we do in our house. Yeah. We, have, we have all the computers. Um, in one room yes um a time limit yeah and we can view everything it has to go through my husband's phone okay. and my phone okay. so we can see absolutely everything yeah and it's easy to set up yes you do have to pay a monthly subscription but it's isn't that worth it would yeah. you have your door wide open and allowed strangers to come in exactly. and take your children away yes that's yes. what the internet is yes. it's an open yes an yeah. arena it is um, there's various apps which are developing to be quite yeah. harmful mm. or destructive. Um, so it's just watching which apps they have, how much time they have on it. Um, 
and keeping them careful with the with the photos and the selfies and any sort of camera online game playing um only doing it with people that they know you yeah. know there's all these other people that pretend to be certain people and that's the conversations you need to gently have with the child because they'll have no awareness of that if you didn't have it an awareness of it you wouldn't think mm. these things happen but they really do and there's a lot more to it than even i'm aware of mm. and not um, be not being scared to to follow the crowd either yes. you know my feelings on on computer games and, and, and so on. I think yeah. a, a child should be free to play and yeah. to, to have time and actually be able to have a conversation with somebody yes. instead of them being at a dinner table and yes. Yes. a tablet. or yeah. a, a, And that is just, their normal. Yeah. If you're a parent and you give the young one, you see at the dinner table, they're watching Peppa Pig or whatever yeah. while everyone else is there, just to keep the child quiet maybe it's a late dinner, well maybe don't, you know, have that routine where it's a late dinner and they're mm. sitting there, but it's, that would be their normal. Mm. So then to take them to, that away from them a, a year to, or two later, well, they don't know any different. Mm. You're telling them off for something that you've instilled in them. Mm. So they will cause a reaction. Mm. They will be upset because that's been their only way of means of interacting with yeah. people. And for children that have been stuck at home for the last couple of years or so, we were all very grateful for the internet. Zoom calls, online yes, PT, totally. socialising, finding out information, the news. So in one extreme, all of a sudden, you know, it came a huge, even bigger necessity for us. And now we're saying, well, no, we've got to pull back now. Well, they were already used to it. That mind map's already made and the connections are there. And the youngsters now, they will do 10 words in 10 messages because that's how you just do things. And then if we write two or three sentences, yeah. it's like, oh, what is this? You know, it's always hard for them to read, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, even my own reading, I read in snippets now because yeah. you're sort of used to reading sort of paragraphs yeah. rather than a whole page. Um, so it does take a lot of effort to switch that around. The blue light pollution, you know, from the screens at bedtime, interfering with the melatonin production. Um, and the further, you know, radiation impacts from earphones, mm -hmm. the devices. I'm going to go on to autism because okay. some That's some good. children need tablets and stuff like that. That's good. But the problem with it is, as I've found in the clinic, is that they've come in and the parents want to talk to me and the, I'm there for the child. Yeah. And... They're like this, they're zoned, that's great, mm. that's great. But there's other means, mm. there's other things, mm. toys, there's there's all sorts, tension balls, yeah. lights, yeah. there's all sorts. I find what works. Yeah. Some parents are not going to like what I'm going to say here, but I try and take that tablet away mm. um, and interact with the child. Mm. I had a situation with, um, not a situation, but I had a child come into the clinic, six years old, massive digestion problems, um, couldn't speak, but could speak by mimicking. Mm -hmm. So the parents came in, lovely, absolutely lovely, um, put him on the electric massage chair, mm -hmm. got him to play with the buttons, so distraction for him, and also to keep his mind active. His mum started talking and he started walking. Mm -hmm shaking then he was whacking the wall mm -hmm. and i just looked over him and said his name 
and went, don't do that. Mm. You're going to hurt yourself. Mm. Did it quite assertive to him. And he just looked at me to say, I'm being hurt. Mm. And then he came over and he sat on my lap and started stroking my hair. Oh, did he? And the difference is, is understanding that parents want to rush children along with their development. Mm. And with autism, all different levels, they're in, their magic powers are on all different levels. Mm. So it's understanding and tapping into that. And I started talking and he was sitting there and he was just looking at me, mm. <laughs> it was like that, yeah. looking at me. And because I was talking with him, yeah. even though his speech wasn't coming out, he understood everything I was saying mm. and some of the coping strategies that they could get for when he's out and about, ear defenders and stuff like that. Because if you're in an outside environment, all these stimuli that's coming in when you're high sensitive, it's going to overburden and panic. He's only been on the planet for six years. Mm. So it's working out with that child instead of rushing them along yes. with speech therapy and all the rest. Don't get me wrong, need speech therapy, but get the basics involved. And that's why seeing a practitioner that can help you with that. Mm. Because if you take a child down the tablet route constantly, all of their emotions, all of their feelings, they're gonna get from the dopamine that's coming from that tablet. Mm. So anything on the outside environment, they're going to get frustrated. They're going to get angry. Yeah. And it's understanding that. It's understanding where that is. So it's, it's going to an expert, getting guidance assistance, and find out different tools that can help you in home and outside home as well. You yeah. know, it does. It makes a massive difference. Because yeah. children don't know how to express themselves mm. all That's the time. Like it comes know. out in frustration or anger or upset. When in actual thing, it could be something really simple. Yes. You know, so tablets do work, but make sure it's limited limited time. A lot of a lot of the time, you know, I saw this in lockdown in particular that it's easier for people. Yeah, not the quick fix. It, yeah, it's not a quick fix. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that you can't do it, but yeah. just be aware that it's not taking over life. Yes. Sure. And use those different tools that they're going to help yes. with playing on it, playing on their own, or yes. playing with sand, or yeah. playing with different materials as well. Yeah. Get them used to those textures and things that are going on. Yes. But also find out what their interest is. Mm. What are they interested in? Mm. Because that, when they're interested in something, and they they'll want to do it. Well, they have you know where they lack in certain areas. They've got extra special ability in oh, others massively don't, don't so force people, them yeah don't you know, force they them can go on to have fantastic careers fantastic educations yeah. because they have that insight and the Find ability yeah. to just sit and pull something apart for yeah. hours and days it could be end. about dinosaurs yeah. it could be it could be like Biana, yes. mushrooms. He wants yeah. to be a mushroom scientist. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, he wants yeah. to heal the planet and heal yes. the world. Yeah. But find out, I know it's difficult as parents. You know, I've got three, so I do yeah. I do understand. Yes. And we've gone through a really rough time with yeah. with schools and, and, and so on. But we're, we're getting to the other side now. 
and it is an endless battle yes and there is amazing practitioners out there yes. that have helped me in particular with my family with with autism and, and the training that i've got mm. so just yeah just reach out so yes. i don't want it to isolate from from that area as yes. well because it comes in all different forms. Oh, definitely, yeah. And autism is on the rise and people are recognising it more, which is a good thing um, because it's just a different way of learning is what I say to parents. It's not my specialism, but yeah. I do understand it's a huge concern. And to put their mind and the child's mind at rest, for me, it's just a different way of learning to them. You know, it's specialist, it's fantastic. You can go on to achieve so many things. Um, and everybody's got an element of something. Of course they have. If you want to sit down and do a test of whatever, we would all have something. Yeah. If you go looking for something that deeply, then yeah, you'll find it. And then what? What does that do? We are all different. Just finding out how people tick. Yes. Yeah. We're doing the best for you. And if you're in a family with different children, recognising each one is individual. All of them are not going to want beans on toast for dinner. Okay? <laughs> one will want something... One will be a vegan and one will be a steak and one will be, you know, fruitarian. Yeah. You know, and giving your child that comfort and knowing that's okay, mm. correct. You know, there's times and places we don't want fussy eaters either, but knowing what works with a child, okay, just because one works with Liz and Tiki and getting a badge, the other one might want to have a more fluid. They might find that too overpowering. The other one might want a bit more fluid, hand-holding yeah. type of interaction. Treat them individual because they are individual. They don't want to be cloned or have someone that they need to look up to or they're better than the younger, you know, or a single child that's, you know, just be all and end all and on a pedestal. We've got to be, be careful because they are mini versions of us and they might have to look after us one day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm like, is the, and there's so much pressure on parents. There really yes. is. Yes. Yeah. An unreasonable amount of pressure on parents. Yes. Yes. They're doing this topic, they're doing that topic. Yeah. They've got a fancy dress thing going on. They've got that going on. And it's fantastic. Yeah. But I think we put too much pressure on ourselves yes. and too much pressure on the children to fill so much in a day. Yes. And a lot of parents in our generation now, they want the children to have what they never had. Yes. People have a lot more to give now people are a lot more um affluent and able to give their children all these treats so they're pushing them down every sociable route possible sporting music you know parties that are you know these birthday parties are now oh, like ridiculous affairs that need you know so many likes and you've got to have this decorator we're sitting cake. in the garden this week and that's what we're doing <laughs> for Vico's birthday yeah. having the fire pit going yeah. have some outside food and yeah just oh, enjoy it and chill run fresh air go up the tree yeah so parents are almost reliving their childhood through the children whether they you know maybe they didn't get an education so they're pushing the child down the university route you know, recognise they are your children. Let them find their own way. Please guide them. Give them all the choices that are out there. Showing, not telling. Living it yourself. And let them make their own choices. It's a bit, it's, it's, it's a bit like, got all these toys, but when they're little, they want to play with the empty boxes. Of course, yeah. Yeah, and they'll, they'll go, I'm bored. That costs bored. nothing. Yeah, why are you saying, I'm bored? We've got every toy out on the floor. They've got the outdoors, they've got swings, everything. You've just got, you know, you're bored. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. every channel on the TV, anything that anything you could give I, them. I said, I said this to mine. I went, well, we had four channels. Four channels. I remember. I went Channel Five coming in. What you didn't? You didn't. You didn't like no, we didn't have Amazon Stick or whatever it's called. You know, we didn't have any of that. What? No, we didn't. But we also, at the end of the day, we were allowed to go and play outside, and that's the difference as well. Is being able to, being able to do that, and also, you know, things that don't cost anything. Going on a bike ride, yeah. do do you know with your kids? It's and, memories. It's the feeling. Yeah. They will remember yeah, that totally. feeling going and out with mum and dad. Them. Yeah. You know, biking down so and so. It builds skills. You know, yeah. fresh air, looking out, seeing what's in nature. Every type of thing, there's all the senses stimulated, fun, love, laughter, having a little picnic or a drink out somewhere. All of these things are invaluable. They cost nothing, you know. And we're, we're not saying to, you know, again, we're going back to the pressure thing with parents. I'm not saying you have to do it every day. No. We're maybe once a week, yeah. you know, because we've got busy lives with yeah. work and one yeah. thing and, and, and on and basically things opening up as yes. well. So it's it's just that time, yeah. you know. If, if for me a Sunday is really important, mm. so I I would like for the whole country to be closed on a Sunday, mm. like it used to be. Mm. I remember when Sundays first opened; it was yeah. a big thing, wasn't oh, it? It was major. It was yeah. a major thing. Now yeah. things are open. It's twenty four seven. Yeah, delivery is twenty four seven. Amazon, you can get it the same day. We live in a very fast culture. What you want, you can get immediately. And that's seen as a good thing. I'm doing it quicker, turning it around quicker, cheaper or more expensive. Mm. There is such different in reflections of what we can get. We have so much choice, but it still doesn't seem, you know, mm. long enough. You work very long hours, mm. still it's not enough. Well, I want to see you at 10 p.m. You know, I want to finish at 9. It's never enough. So you have to set your boundaries, yeah. boundaries that you're comfortable with within the family. A couple of, you know, even if it's an hour after school, a little walk, um, or having your fun elements on Saturday, yeah. home time Sunday. So there's balance. So and they're not frazzled going back to school on Monday. Yeah, and those habits, as we, as you said right at the beginning of the podcast, Shelley, is so important. So yeah. what a parent's doing, so it doesn't transfer onto the child. Yes. Your habits are what you do in your routine at yes. home to yes. your routine in the morning. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's the journey will go to me. Well, how many clients you got today, mommy? Aww, like, yeah. what, 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 what's your day? How's your day been? Oh, and uh, all nice. those things, which is, I think it's really important that's so sweet, yeah. because that's what we ask them, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so also the other thing is, is pressure on parents when, um, Kids are going through exams, especially like, we'll look at the other age now, that going into the 14, 15, 16, and A-levels and GCSEs. I, I know from people that basically feedback from the teenager, child stroke, going into adult, how stressed out and not knowing how to communicate and them acting out and being horrible to their parents yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, putting pressure on themselves so highly mm. they just they don't know how to vent it or how to release that emotion and feeling to help them focus because they're so pressure off, pressuring themselves because they're being told that if you don't get these grades you're not going to get into the place that you want to Or and now the schools have changed now that they've got to stay on until they're 18 there's even more pressure for yes. people that are you know 
the academic route sort of thing they want to go they can't go off and do the things that we did you yeah. know for instance yeah. um so it, that in itself you feel sorry for as a parent i mean i'm gonna have three that are gonna be teenagers shannon oh my goodness <laughs> they're gonna be with you once a week <laughs> but, but 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 yeah you know i think it's really important to, for people to be able to access that privately to the parents as well as the child as well so the parent is knowing that they need to release the frustration yes. of a yes. child and they, they possibly do know that that's the reason why they're acting out in that way but it's still hard to deal with it's hard and this is where open relationship comes yeah. in yeah if you feel that you're unrelatable to your child which is a thing as well yeah different generations or backgrounds but have the open awareness of knowing that they can go to someone else yeah for that type of support and come and share the information with them with the parent when they you know have completed you know it could be a session or two it doesn't have to be long term therapy isn't always about coming in every week for months at a time nobody wants that these days so when i first started training in counseling it's very effective but people want something quicker now i don't mean a quick fix where we can fix this quickly you're all right for a week or two mm. and then you're back to square one. But by then you've had your therapy and it didn't work mm. is what people assume. You have to maintain good practice. Good practice as much as you can as you go through these phases of your life mm. because it's all development stages, even as adults. How many adults do we see that do certain things, for instance, cooking or lifestyle, because that's the way you do it. That's the way my mum did it. How's your relationship with your mum? You couldn't stand each other. But yet that's what you do. You're allowed to explore and expand on that now. As you reach into your young adulthood, you can realise that you have the power to change the old behaviours because it's the behaviours and the emotions tied in the behaviours. Can you imagine getting told as a little one? That little thing gets escalated all of those years where it becomes and gathers energy like a rolling snowball mm. to become a huge mass of energy within your body which is holding on to that, ready to be inflamed whenever there's a torch lit. Yeah. You know? And then they just explode out of nowhere because it's triggered just like that. Watching things on TV is a huge trigger. You know, there's all these experiences going on in the soaps or on the teen channels or whatever they're doing. And it relates. And then you everything you relate back to yourself. So if you had a sharp word, if you've had a bit of abuse or if you've had some exam stress that you've not been able to manage, it can only take so much. The body shuts down certain systems, as you know, to to allow your heart to beat faster. The heart's beating faster, you get panicky, out of breath, you think you're going to die. That creates panic attacks, that creates more nervous tension, that creates a very inflamed nervous system. So your energy levels are getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Breath is short, you're out there looking for a solution it's all about coming back in because the only thing you can deal with is yourself but someone can help you with that someone can hold your hand alongside with you you know not directing you and telling you what to do therapy isn't that either you've got to find the right therapist that you feel comfortable with that will give you this information there are more direct approaches of course and if that's what suits you then that is fine mm. You, that's what you build your rapport with, with your therapist or whoever, people that come to you. It's like when you go to the hairdressers and they tell their whole life story to the hairdresser and they just, you know, 
but people are desperate to tell their tale. Mm. Um, but it doesn't always come out in the right way. But some people like being in a state of chaos as yeah. well. Yeah, some um, people do like to be in a state of chaos. But, yeah. you know, we're fortunate enough that we're working with people that actually want the tools to yes. to guide them, to make them feel better within oneself, but yeah. to others as well. Yeah. You if, know, if you're enlightened enough to make the call to anyone like ourselves and other people out there, that's a great first step. Um, you know, clients said to me the day, oh, are you going to tell me off and tell me to, you know, it's silly. Or they just go, it's silly, it's silly. Mm. It's not silly. No, it's not. It isn't silly. Look at you. You're, you're a wonderful person and, you, you know, you've got all these aspirations and goodness in you. But because someone's planted a seed somewhere, it can just overtake. Yeah. And it escalates. And the intrusive thoughts come. And then it turns into scenarios. And then behaviours. None of it has actually happened. Because they're feeding it constantly. And, and it gets bigger not, and bigger yeah. and bigger. And it holds more space in the body. When you've got that space already held up, how are you going to let anything else mm. in? If love was to come your way, if the ability to concentrate for your exam was to come your way, if a sporting ability was to come your way, you can't because you're carrying all this excess baggage. And that's why I love hypnosis, because it works. It, it really does. does, you know, having that... the beginning of the session to, to to talk yeah and then you tailor in the session to fit around the child the adult the elderly whoever it might be it's it just works yeah. and it's such a valuable tool and I'm so privileged to have that in my life and I've been able to find that and, and you with you working in in the clinic so I thank you for that Shelley and all the help and support that you give to my family over the years I mean you've been treating my kids since they were tiny little dots I remember when Bjarne came back and he went I remember Shelley Shelley Shelley's the glamorous one (laughs) and I was like yeah that's the one I had a really nice time she's lovely she really helped me because he was going through a difficult massive difficult time in school um which is which is going in the right direction and stuff now but yeah God, it's it's so important that yes. you to understand that there's an answer to all our problems. There is, and hypnosis. The wonderful thing about it, it makes profound change really quickly. Yeah, and you don't have to dig up the past because people don't want to. No, it's uncomfortable. You don't have to find that moment when something happened and ah, yeah, that's totally. why you do this. You yeah. know, you don't have to do that. If the client brings it up, that's fine. I don't press for the information if i ask something just to help build up a profile that's okay but there aren't any intrusive questions someone isn't going to turn up to waste their own time or money by not telling you information that's going to help them Mm. neither do you have to be in tears you don't have to be you know feeling wretched before you access therapy a lot of people are because the current situation is like that people grown men grown women elderly coming in their life has changed drastically they don't know you but you can just see from their face they are Mm. just a dam ready to burst we don't even say nothing i give them the tissues and there we go yeah that you know the tears flow and with it is emotion because it's pent up emotion in that physical response and then we just gently whatever they want to say comes in however way there's no you know form write it down you know Mm. give me your um, lifeline from yeah. to this and the thing the thing with it is as well is that you know I've had counselling and well from a very young age um, 
And for me, it didn't work. Mm. It didn't work because you kept reliving it and reliving mm. it. And I wasn't given the tools to be able to assist myself mm. to get better. Mm. So in that, in this particular setting itself, I'm not saying that's the same for everybody, but in this particular setting for myself, it was like, well, you ha haven't done these things. Um, and it's like, well, you're a child mm -hmm. and it's that's why it's really important to do your research and so on to find the right practitioner and therapist for you because yeah. that's for me the the, the dual approach yes. and then also the, the thing that you do Shelley as well is is with the kids which I think is amazing you get on such you get on a level with everybody you're able mm -hmm. to tap straight into what needs to happen to get that person to feel the, the, the trust yeah the trust is there you care yeah and when you care you open your heart and when you mm. open your heart you can facilitate change mm. and it makes such a massive difference mm. as I call you the guardian angel for oh. me you know <laughs> but 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 the thing is it is it's it's tailoring each session to mm. that the to the child that they help feel trusted mm. and they can then open up and things that they didn't really feel that was relevant that's been feeding that 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 seed that we've been yes. talking about yes. you can get that to go yes yeah. away yeah completely and so it's not left into adulthood that's right it's not keeping them awake at night it's not developing into something major yeah when it could have been just easily you know taken away that pain um a lot of Adults that I see, that tends to work, then I'll see their children, they'll ask if I'll see the children. And we have the conversation to think, you know, are they open enough? Do they know you're having therapy? Consider me as a sort of a friend of the family. Yeah. They're not being singled out. I always allow the parent to sit in or be nearby or an eye shot. You don't want the child to, you don't want the child yeah. to feel nervous. Yeah. The child sits on the floor, I'll sit on the floor. Yeah. I've got a few gadgets and toys and I encourage them to bring their things as well. Yeah. Just a bit of because they want something to fidget yeah. with. Children yeah. are fidgety. Um, you know, the other day I asked, you know, what music do you want on? We don't have to have this, you know, boring stuff. And they wanted country and western. And it was just amazing. You know, I, thought, I didn't even know what it was, but we've got it on. And what it did you what did you have? Country I love, Western. Oh, I do um, like good and country yeah, western. And it was, <laughs> yeah, it was oh, I didn't know it, but um they you know, make it comfortable for them. The parent is already familiar with you and your yeah. style. Um, the child needs to know what we talk about because, again, it's their um, confidentiality as well, and it is confidential. I'm not telling everything that the child said to the parent. If there's something worrying, something's going to damage them or themselves or others, then I will, but I'll always give reassurance. Yeah. Always give reassurance to the parent. Obviously, they want to make sure their child is okay. And if something was happening at school, for instance, or with someone or online and that the parent needs to be aware about, I would tell them, not in terms of the whole story, but tell them where they need to manage a certain area. Yeah. Or open that gate so then they can talk about it together. Yeah. Because they'd be too frightened, the child might be frightened. Mm. And don't underestimate, you know, loving, kind parenting, which most people are, because it instills in a child values and these values for example again um, another family i've worked with have helped the child in school in a very unfortunate situation where the child knew this wasn't right and got themselves away from the situation immediately 
um, and you can use your imagination of what these things might be. Yeah. But that's because of this just good day-to-day, -day, kind, calm, caring parenting, mm. instilling good values, knowing what's acceptable um, and what isn't, you know, what are boundaries now. And personal boundaries for young children is a new arena that we need to be aware of. And, you know, I've had a conversation with my boys, you know, no one is allowed to invade your space. Yeah. You know, your personal, you know, your clothing, no one can do anything with that. You don't allow anyone mm. to come near you or suggest that you do certain things. Just the same as you would stranger danger. Stranger danger completely, you don't. Uh, and I find, from what I can see, the schools are good at the moment. Mine are young yet, so there is that um, care, but just this morning I saw some little ones just going to school on their own. You just It does worry me, but... You, I mean, we used to go on our own. Yeah. Where do you draw the line? Yeah, it's, it is a hard balancing act. Yeah. It's a hard balancing act. I remember when um, it was like, yeah, I've sent Joe to shop. I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Michelle, you need to... And and, yes. and, and he was right. He yes. was right. He yes. was right. He was totally right. And yes. I said, how long time and stuff and rucksack and shopping list of what to get from the corner yeah. shop sort of thing. And I look back and I was like crazy because we also again were conditioned with bad stuff that's happened what you see in the social media and so on you've got to give some freedom you do yeah, otherwise, otherwise the kids will rebel yeah <laughs> and they don't know how to cope do and they won't they? be honest with you either yeah you know and they don't develop any sense of self mm. they don't know how to cope they don't know how to nowadays it's so accessible on an app how do you go to a shop and choose your own bits you know it's so difficult whereas when i was young they just sent you off and they didn't care when you came back in two hours or whatever, you know. They want, you know, a loaf of bread or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always going to the chip shop. Well, we just went out for the day and didn't come back till the evening. Yeah. As kids. Yeah, it's true. Um, but the world is different now. This world's very different now. Yeah. We do need more care. Yeah. Um, and safety nets and safeguarding them, finding them, not only real world, but virtual world. So it is hard for parents. Thank you for today, Shelley. It's been an amazing, amazing podcast today. I think that's reached out to many people out there. Um, we've covered a lot of areas with regards to, and there's so many more that we can do. Um, but if anybody needs any help or support, Shelley's given out some amazing guidance and advice there. Look on those different um, websites as well. But if not, if you really like what Shelley does, please contact us at the clinic at www.eternalbeing.co.uk. You'll see Shelley, all Shelley's details and stuff there, and you can call us to arrange an appointment. I can't praise Shelley enough. She's oh, my guardian you. angel. She's oh, such goodness. an amazing, amazing lady um, and knows exactly how to work with people to, to unplant those entrenched seeds that they don't turn into a toxic oak tree, yes. you know, so, but thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.